it's Brooke Eagle and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast and I am like beyond excited with who I have on today. I have Keela Johnson aka Kiki aka my mom <laughs> and Emily Davis with Yay. Fleet Feet Sports and New Balance of Winston-Salem. Yeah thanks And for also me. someone that I've known forever. Yes that's right. <laughs> yes we are very excited too. Yes. Thank you for having us. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Doing Ready good. for the holidays. Yeah, yes. I hear you. Yes, yes. So I want to kick this episode off with something positive, and I've done this with the rest of the last few episodes, but what is something positive from the year 2020 that happened in each of your lives? Who wants to start? Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. The list is long. <laughs> you have probably a longer list than okay, I do because I'm start. still doing virtual schooling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I will start that, and I do, I'll, I'll pick with my number one. But um, I have dreamed of a screened-in porch on my house for as long as we've been at Lake Norman. And uh, we. it was a hard sell to my husband. He just, I don't know, he just doesn't want to. Uh, it was go. a hard sell to the whole family. Yeah, um, it was. I mean, everybody kind of like had the magazines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see how that turned out. The screen porch will be yes. just fine. <laughs> they, they will learn to listen to me one of these right. days. But anyway, so I um, finally convinced everybody. Everybody's on board, and um, we love it. We were sitting out this morning, in fact, and I'm like, I looked out there and said, you're outside, it's freezing out there. And he said, no, it's really warm. I went out there and it's 47 or something mm. outside and we're sitting in the sun at our little bistro table and having coffee and it's just like the best decision ever. Mm. Well, that leads to we just moved. So, uh-huh. yeah, we went smaller to an older house, a uh-huh. uh, lot more work, a ton of leaves, but I absolutely love it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's been a good thing that came out of the year. Yeah, I love that. So, next question. Do y'all know what your love language is? The five love languages? Yes. What's yours, Emily? Mine is definitely acts of service. Acts Just of service. empty the dishwasher, <laughs> please. Yeah. Empty the dishwasher, put them away, uh, put your laundry where it belongs, the basics. Yeah. But that means something to me. Yeah. I think you may know the answer to this question better than me, but I think mine is also acts of service, too. Um, I, I don't know. I have a lot more of those these days with uh, my husband who is retired mm-hmm. so he does a lot more than he ever did and I when he when I get in that organizing mood and I get him to he jumps in and doesn't mean to jump in because he doesn't want to do this at all but then he kind of gets into it too as far as cleaning out drawers <laughs> and cabinets whatever so this has been a big year for that for us too and so I think that's mine do you think yeah I would agree yeah okay because it's not gifts you love to no. give that's your yeah. that's your uh I think people have different ones yeah what for you what they do and what they yeah, want yeah 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 you do the gifts gifts is what you oh my gosh do. there's she nothing loves doing I would that. rather do than. it's funny because my husband Keith's is words of affirmation yeah. And I'm not very good at that. <laughs> so yeah, I have to remind myself, he loves to be told, I love you, darling. You know, all that good You're stuff. Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, you don't need to tell me any of that. Just undo the dishwasher. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And that is that is funny because um, and I don't know what daddy's is. I think his is, his is uh, time. Quality yeah. time. Oh, quality yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You don't you have, have to be talking, but just, yeah, just sit be there. there. Just be there. Uh-huh. Just be there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, definitely quality time. So, okay, next question. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Oh, gosh, definitely a dog person. Definitely a dog person. Now, I grew up with cats, but they lived outside, and they always brought us, like, dead mice and moles and chipmunks (laughs) and took them apart and left them at the bottom of the That's why you're not a cat person. (laughs) I think that's what ruined me on cats, but I don't like animal hair. Yeah. 
the smell of it. So we have a hypoallergenic labradoodle. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely dogs. How Dude. old is your labradoodle? He's eight. He's Aww. the best. Everybody says their own dog's the best dog, but well, we, clearly, well, yeah, clearly <laughs> with my grand dog, mm-hmm. we need to get our dogs together yeah. because he is like the coolest dog ever. And um, I have two of them, two grand dogs, <laughs> Ranger and. And he's in Raleigh, so I don't get to see him as much. But Carter, he's hyperallergenic, and it's sort of. I don't know. Yeah, if he's I can't do the dog hair thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, when they no. get wet too. Oh, the smell. Yeah, no, I, I love dogs, and I like big dogs. I'm not. I mean, some little dogs are cute, but to me, I don't know. I'm just not. Yeah, a little now dog. we had a Maltese who yipped and yipped and yipped all the time, <laughs> and so I'm now moved on to the. Our dog now is 80 pounds, and I'm like. Big dogs. Yep, yep. That's how yeah. much Carter weighs. He's yeah. about 80 pounds. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's lazy and couch potato, and he's perfect. Oh, <laughs> love them. And when they yeah. get older, the <laughs> lazier they get, the better it is. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love animals of all of all sorts. Okay, so let's dive in first to Emily yeah. and her two amazing businesses. Oh, what a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a year. But, um, you know, if I, if I zoom back to March I want to say it was the 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day, when we decided to close the stores. Um, We felt a little bit kind of pioneering, like, okay, we're going to just close the stores to be safe for our staff. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, every store was closing. And that's when it was sort of freak out mode. You know, like, what what are we doing here? What's going to happen? And by the end of March, I was looking on LinkedIn, making sure I could see if I could needed to find a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was redoing the household budget. What do we need to cut out? Um, just kind of like, okay, when the whole thing falls apart, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have a very strong faith. And I think that that got me through it with some sense of reality. Like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Keith, round about April, early May, I just remember him really sounding very down about it and worried um, because he lives his dream job. Um, and, you know, it's, and you, we've worked at it for 14 years. We opened Fleet Feet in August 2006. We took over New Balance five years ago. And we've Has worked. It been five years? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Yes, but we've worked our butts off, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And, um, and so to work for all that just to watch it possibly dry up was pretty freaky. But we felt like we were reinventing every day. So we took on curbside service, which, you know, I don't know many stores that did curbside service in retail. Um, mm-hmm. Curbside service, we took, we started doing the e-commerce through fleefeet.com, which the website's managed through with the corporate office because we're a franchise, but um, started doing that. Um, we started doing a pandemic shirt of the week where the first shirt was hashtag God's got this. And then we did tough times don't last, tough people do. And it went on and on and on. And we did mm-hmm. seven weeks of shirts, ended up selling about 500 shirts through that. Wow. And it wasn't that the shirts were going to save the Davis family from going out of business, <laughs> but that it brought people to the the store and it kept customers engaged. So yeah. um, we pretty much knew on the New Balance side, we pretty much gave up two full months of volume, uh, which weren't, you know, you're not going to get it back. But um, I'm just grateful that that we're hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really scary. You know, we were in a pretty expensive center for Fleet Feet and Thruway is a very expensive center for retail. Yeah, so, sure. um, you know, we were constantly talking to the landlords, like, what kind of, what can we do? What are we going to do? And and those conversations are so far from over for so many businesses in town. Actually, on my way here to the studio, I drove by and saw a billboard that said, buy local or buy local. So it was B-U-Y local or B-Y-E, B-Y-E local. local. And, um, uh, you know, I think as a local retailer, 
small business owner, I don't know how much people realize what the local businesses do for the local economy. That 80% goes back to the local economy versus big box stores. Um, Mm -hmm. How many people we employ? We employ over 30 people locally and provide health benefits. And so, um, you know, I think it's like, it's sort of cachet. Oh, shop local, buy local. But it really is the engine behind our community and a healthier community and a happier community. If everything around here was big box and run by people that don't even live in the town, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be a different community. So, yeah. so it's we're an education process too. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's um, people intentionally not supporting local businesses. I just don't think they know. They're not aware enough. Realize. They're if not, aware. they're not an entrepreneur or they're not right. a small business owner. It's really hard. So, so we've tried to do a lot of education. Uh, every small business is. And yeah. Oh I yeah. Love that billboard. Yeah. We'll have to share. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so clever. And, and, it's, and so it's not true. always convenient, sure. You know, of course, Amazon is like the easiest thing in the world. But mm-hmm. um, but local families aren't building businesses off of Amazon. Yes. Right? Yeah, well, and I'm, one of my favorite quotes is the one that says, you know, when you buy from a local business, an actual person does a little happy dance. That's right, yes. yeah, <laughs> Because it's true. Yeah. You know, people, mm-hmm. it, like you said, Amazon can be easier at times, but it's so worth that extra percentage of money, mm-hmm. the extra time to go out of your way to do that. Sure. That's but definitely our mission at the magazine too, is to, to mm-hmm. encourage people to shop local um, all the time. Yeah, you guys <laughs> do such a good job of telling the local story for local businesses. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Local we, articles. And we we do, and that's what, you know, that's that's definitely our mission. And, and you know, it gets you out of the house. I mean, yeah. even as a family, if you go, even if you do curbside. Right. You know, or and we're doing a lot of that, both with restaurants mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and my heart breaks for a lot of these businesses. And, and I know we're not there yet, but I, I feel like we can kind of see the light. I hope so. Uh, I sure hope so. My prayer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that I have these two ladies on together um, is to talk about something that is very near and dear to their hearts and very emotional and just very, very special for both of them. So, Emily, I want you to kind of tell us what, because this was Emily's idea, and I love it, (laughs) um, what kind of brought this topic about into your Mm -hmm. life personally? Mm -hmm. So it was going back a few months ago. I don't even remember pre-COVID or not, you know, but I remember seeing Keela posted on her personal Facebook page that she was 500, you could tell, you would know what it is, 500 days alcohol free. And I remember seeing it thinking, wow, how does she do that? Because (laughs) I've been at Forsyth Woman social events and I know, you know, I understand as a local business owner, kind of engaging with the, your customer community, um, and, big part of what people do socially is drink alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just remember seeing 500. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's more than a year. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it stuck with me. So something came up. To, I don't know if we were doing a New Balance print ad or something came up and I needed to talk to you, Keela. Mm-hmm. And I asked about it or I messaged you. I don't remember, but I just remember saying, hey, I saw that you were 500 days. Well, I mentioned the two words <laughs> alcohol free tequila. <laughs> and I let me tell you, she is the reason that I have been able to make a change in my life oh. because she didn't leave me alone. <laughs> and but I and I know we'll get into just kind of like the what got me to this point, but she didn't leave me alone. She was sending me message after message and so she encouraged me, long story short, she encouraged me to sign up for a group called Sober Sis, which is a um, Christian group, but it's Christian, but it's really about empowering women to find more purpose in their life than being attached to like the wine bottle, right? And so 
and recommended a few books. She would text me, message me, check in with me. And she, my birthday was late September and she had seen that another woman, this, there's like 10,000 women that are part of Sober Sis, but mm-hmm. she saw that another woman um, that she didn't know had given herself the 21 day reset for her own birthday present. And she said, hey, just thought of you with your birthday. And so I signed up for the October 1st, 21 day reset, which basically means that you're resetting your life. You're trying to cut the habit out. They say that 10 day, it takes 10 days for the alcohol to leave your system and 90 to start a whole new lifestyle, but 21 to, tell me if I'm wrong, 21 to break the habit, yes, something like that. Well. So I signed up for it. And once I told you, I signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> then it was on. It was like she was going to visit me on my front steps every day and check my pantry <laughs> to make sure I didn't have, but she was so encouraging. And then what happened was, I don't know why. I mean, I'm kind of like a just say whatever person. There's really, I don't really, I don't know of any secrets that I keep. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of just tell people how I feel. And one day I just decided I was going to put on my personal Facebook page that I was going alcohol free. Which is so brave. So many and, people don't do that. And I had, I didn't expect the reaction that I got. Um, I mean, I had, oh my gosh, like so many comments. It was, on, it was in embarrassing, frankly, how many comments I had, because I put out there, hey, I am a two glass of wine per night drinker, maybe three on the weekends. Wine and margaritas are pretty much interchangeable for me, right? (laughs) And so that was what I did every night. I would make two glasses of wine or two margaritas, and that's what I did. And, you know, it was never much more than that, but it was every day. And and I was, I said how it had been every day for years. And I got so many comments and it was, I got comments from folks that are, that are, that live a light alcohol free lifestyle, encouraging me and that continue to check in on me like mm-hmm. Kila. And then I had, um, some more quiet comments like you go girl, wish I could do that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, I said to my husband, my gosh, I guess these folks think I'm a raging alcoholic <laughs> because the amount of comments and, but what I've learned through this is that eight drinks a week or more for a woman is alcoholic status. Mm. And I would never have thought of myself as that. Now, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic family and all, I have three sisters and they all enjoy wine too, but we all are successful in our jobs and careers, have successful families, um, healthy children that are good students. You know, it's like when you, when you look on the list of what comprises an alcoholic, the classic carrying a paper bag around packing vodka in your purse was not how you would describe me. Right. But two glasses of wine a night, according to a great book called this naked mind recommended by Keila, my (laughs) mentor in this. Um, so anyway, that's, and I wanted to talk about it because it's been a huge impact on my life just into not even two months. Um, but Keila really is the reason that I'm sitting here oh, even gosh, that is battling so about this sweet. because that she, you want to get something done, a big change in your life, get Keila involved. Hey, you want to get anything done, get Holy Keila. Cow. Oh my gosh. And, and, and I know I borderline annoying just ask anybody in my family, but <laughs> no. I, I, it's just that I can't, I can't let something go once. And I, I'm like, okay, you got to, you know, be careful and be, you know, don't be 
doing too much texting or too much, but yet you want this person, no matter what the journey is, mm-hmm. to know that you care mm-hmm. and that you're really just thinking about them. But um, yeah, I, when you when you first reached out, I was like, oh, good, somebody somebody else that I can because I don't have many of yeah. those people. I to want be you quite to tell um, your story, mom, a little. Yeah, and I, I guess it. Mine is more of dramatic as a, a in a brush with death, and mm-hmm. not just you or you're somebody else. To me, mine was when my husband had his stroke. That's that's when I had the big mm-hmm. wake up call, and you know we really there were hours and times we didn't think he was going to make it, and it was just so hard. But alcohol never entered my mind then, and also I'm a two times breast cancer survivor, mm-hmm. and that's not that didn't feel like death, but you do wonder a lot you know when you especially when you go through it a second time but anyway so when he was in the hospital and and my husband I'll say is just like the healthiest person you would ever know he doesn't eat red meat he rides his bike every day he everything he does are all the right Mm -hmm. things so you just never know so we were in the hospital for about a month counting the um, inpatient rehab, and I pretty much left him one time to go to the dentist, I think, and Brooke came there to stay with him. I did not leave his side because he, A, I wanted to be sure he was cared for properly, and you just don't know if you're not there, and B, um, he just wasn't up to seeing people. I mean, he didn't even want to see his kids. It was just really hard when he was struggling with his uh, uh, talking and walking and, you know, all the things that we all take mm. for granted. So anyway, but still didn't think about it. But, you know, we didn't drink alcohol for a month. So when we, it was time to go home, we um, it started making, I did, we did have one visitor at the hospital said they were going to sneak in some beer in. And I was like, no, please, let's don't do that just yet. <laughs> I think it's not a little too early. But anyway, so we um, went home and immediately I opened up our refrigerator, our garage refrigerator, and I'm like, this is sad. It was filled with um, so much wine, so much mixed drinks. I mean, it was like that was the whole refrigerator. So I immediately started taking everything down to the basement uh, refrigerator just, just to kind of get it out of sight. Not that I was worried. And at that time, I didn't know where we were going with this. I had no idea. My husband wasn't big on talking about it, still doesn't talk about it to this day a lot. And I just checked my phone. I have an I'm Done Drinking app that keeps up with my day. Uh And I'm on day, this is weird, 666. (laughs) So anyway, um, but I don't, anyway, so my journey was more of that. And I, since my cancer, my first cancer 15 years ago, or 14, whatever it was, because we started our businesses around the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to not be an everyday drinker. That's always what I wanted to be, but it was really hard for me when there was somebody else in the house that, that wanted to drink a few beers every day. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just um, not where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So anyway... 666 days later, and we are just um, happy as clams, and we just um, have a completely different um, lifestyle, more due to COVID than not drinking, because it doesn't bother us, and we say that, you know, to friends, because we have had some pushback. A, A lot of people just, quite frankly, just don't understand it, and they say, I don't understand why, you know, Tim's health is good now. You know, why don't you? And my only reason, I, it's just to me, it's 
it's just health related. I want if I, if I can add two years, five years, ten years onto my life, then it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it to me. And you feel so good. You talk about all the time how good you feel. Oh gosh, yeah, that's you know never having that dull headache. Yeah. I never was a big hangover person anyway, but just the way you feel. Um, and you know, you've oh yeah, it's that morning dragging feeling. Yeah, uh, mine, I'll admit, isn't really health related. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't. I haven't had a cancer scare. Right. Keith had a TIA at one mm-hmm. point, which was totally some fluke thing. So he had a little stroke, but um, health related wasn't my goal. I would say my oldest daughter's thirteen, and maybe around the time my second daughter came along is when, I mean, I was buying boxed wine and I just would drink wine every single night. And it just became, people say, oh, it's just a bad habit. Well, I learned through the book, yeah, it's a habit, but it's because your brain is telling you that you need the alcohol. So that's why you want to have the wine so much. And for me, I'll say that the Holy Spirit for years was saying, Emily, you shouldn't be making a drink right now. Emily, you shouldn't be making a drink. And as my, I have three girls, 13, 11, and five. And as, as they were getting older, especially the 13-year-old, she would be at, she'd ask for sips of things. She wanted to try things. And, you know, there's a curiosity. If, if we're saying alcohol, don't drink alcohol till you're, till you're 21. Be responsible with alcohol. But then your parents are opening a bottle of wine every night, the example is just not good. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to show my kids that life isn't more fun with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Life is just great without alcohol. Um, And I haven't been perfect. I have not been, what am I on now? How many days? I I have the same app, Keila. But um, I haven't been perfect. But it's been a huge experiment and journey for me in proving to myself that I don't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love the flavor of a margarita, but I already have learned I don't like the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I don't like, and I think it's because the alcohol really is out of my system. Um, just the other day when I made a margarita, I had a few sips, and I instantly had that slight dizziness feeling, and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been a great lesson for me I don't know. I guess I haven't yet decided. Am I trying to be a hundred percent or am I trying to be 90%? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thrilled that I'm even better than 50%. (laughs) I'm thrilled at what the last month and a half has been. Um, how much better my sleep is. I don't have that morning Mm -hmm. heavy fog feeling. Um, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many mornings I'd wake up and I was just irritable because somebody didn't empty the dishwasher. I'm hung up on the dishwasher, but, (laughs) but, um, but I was just kind of irritable and I was irritated with myself because I was irritable because I had a two margarita hangover, you know? And and you were hearing that, 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 that God thing that, that he wanted you to do it and you felt like you were disappointing him and maybe your family, um, your girls or whatever. And, and I think that's, I think that's one thing. And I try and I get better and better the further I get into this journey to not look back because I can't change that. But if I could, and if I had that crystal ball, the one thing that I say to people, especially people with kids, that's such a gift you can give your kids mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. show them that every activity you do in life does not revolve around alcohol. Every birthday party, every holiday gathering. Every Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. then there's, you know, we, the whole moderation thing. And some people can do that and some people can't. And I read that over and over and over on Sober Sis, people that's, you know, back for their 10th time of yeah. trying to moderate. Yeah. And I just, I, I remember myself saying, 
okay, I'm not going to drink during the week. I'm just not. I'm just going to drink on Friday and Saturday night. And then, you know, some time would go by, and I'd do really pretty good at it. And my husband did, did it some with me. And then uh, then there's the, the whole thing little Thursday, you know, it's like a or oh, little yeah. Friday. The weekend Thursday, gets bigger. Whatever. Yeah, yeah gets sure. Bigger and yeah. Sunday truly is the weekend, too. So you can count that, too. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, if there's a, a birthday celebration on Wednesday night, yeah. then you got to have yeah. a drink with that. Right. So then my week quickly got to, you know, the weekend quickly got to like five days mm-hmm. instead of, mm-hmm. you know, seven. So, you know, that, those were things for me. And mm-hmm. that's, again, a personal journey because mm-hmm. that's not the case with everybody. But, uh, and, you know, I, I will say that my, when I quit alcohol, I quickly had found that addiction with sugar and started eating sweets like crazy and gaining weight like crazy. And I'm like, okay, whoa now. You know, You're like, hey, I gave up alcohol and I'm gaining yeah. weight. Yeah, like, I'm not <laughs> drinking. I can mm-hmm. have cookies every night or I can have whatever. I tried to justify it that way. So the end comes intermittent fasting. So I took the weight off now, but uh, I still like that sugar, I have to admit. So, yeah. The, the one surprising thing for me is just the reaction of, um, I almost am like telling myself, okay, I don't owe anybody anything. If mm-hmm. this whole thing falls apart and I end up back at two glasses, that's between me and Jesus, right? That's right. And so I do feel a little bit, because I put it out there on Facebook and I made it so public, that the alcohol-free people that have commented and sent me messages are really, really rooting for me, but... To some degree, I feel like I could let them down in this, oh, you, you know, and yet yeah. I, do, I do know I don't owe anybody anything. Right, I don't yeah, owe absolutely. anybody any answers, and there's no expectations being put on me. And from, for the friends that, you know, even sisters, one of my, my youngest sister, she's trying to join in this with me because they're Friday and Saturdays. That's what was part of their socializing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been interesting to just see the different reactions from folks and and I and the, what caught me off guard was I wasn't looking for any reactions. <laughs> I don't know what I just was saying. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to go alcohol free. If anything, encouraging other women that make wine part of their daily routine to just think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly wasn't looking for this two sided. Yeah, I, I drink on a regular basis. What is wrong with you, Emily? Just who cares? Just drink or the the 100% alcohol free. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, I don't know what my end game is in all of it. My end game is to feel more comfortable with myself and with my relationship with God. And, you know, when, when it's like, what, what are you, are you handing everything over to him? Or are you holding on to something? Mm-hmm. The one thing for years I knew I was holding on to was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so at least I know that I've opened my hands up. You know, and I've said, here, mm-hmm. help me get rid of this. Help me unlock this. This, this, the, You know, when I get to the end of the day, pick the kids up from school. Everybody's been driven in 400 places. I've covered the county three times. And it's 5 o'clock. I'm like, thank goodness I get to have a glass of wine. I'm thrilled that I don't feel like that is the goal at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a movement too, and I know we need to wrap up soon, but I think there's a movement that we're a part of. I think you're seeing more alcohol-free drinks. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. seeing more bars offer those kinds of drinks. And and I like, I, I went to one one time, and I had like four mojitos, and I was like, hung over from sugar yeah, yeah. You know, it's like okay you gotta you gotta be moderate even mm-hmm. in your alcohol free drinks but um you know it, it's kind of fun to engage in that way and I don't um 
you know, there's a lot I haven't tried, but I think we'll see more and more mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. And what I've been amazed at, I don't know if you've noticed on uh, Sober Sis, is the young people. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I wish I had woken up back in my early yeah. 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope for my kids, especially the 13-year-old that watches my every move, <laughs> I hope that she sees that one day when she goes to college does not need to be the start of her how does beer fit into her life, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is what it was for me. Yeah. Um, And so I just hope if anything, my three girls see that this, that life is about so much more than picking the best wine for your weekend dinner. Mm -hmm. And that you don't need it to have fun. I think that's, no, that's the good message for Mm -hmm. anybody, but especially Mm -hmm. for college age and high school. Yeah. Well, not that that's legal, but right. we know But it is happening. part. Oh, gosh, let alone middle school. I mean, uh, yeah. middle schoolers that drinking that beer. Truth? Yeah, that's yeah. the truth. And I think it kind of correlates with um, self-confidence a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know about for probably for males and females. But, you know, when you are younger, you don't feel as confident. And that's your way of fitting in mm-hmm. and loosening up. And that I think that stigma needs to be changed. And I think it, you know, I think it will be. And it's getting there. And I think that you two ladies are amazing examples of of how to do that. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm grateful to you, Keela, for you pestering me like crazy. (laughs) I'll try try to be really conscious of of how often I'm checking in. No, I'm serious. If it, I mean it, if it wasn't for you consistently checking in, if it wasn't for you telling me, Hey, just thought about this. This girl gave herself the 21 day reset for her birthday. I never would have done it. Oh, well that makes me feel great. That makes me feel great. And you know, if it affects one person, I I had a friend that read an article in the magazine one time about a heart story. And she went to the doctor and had her heart checked and found out that she had had so many heart attacks, whatever. So even if this podcast Mm -hmm. affects, one person right a hundred people or whatever to just look at Mm -hmm. at what they're doing Mm -hmm. I think it's all worth worth it yeah absolutely and I just always say it feels so good to feel so good it it really that's sleep like when the night I wake up and I'm like darn the alarm's going off I was asleep and right like a rock (laughs) and and to be able to turn over and go back to sleep yes that's something yes I could never do that before I I, I can now I can, mm-hmm. I can do some sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a great feeling. Well, I'm sure that I'm not out of line by saying that either one of you would be happy to um, talk oh, with anybody yes, if they want to message yes. either of you. They yes, can find you. Definitely. They can find you on Facebook. Definitely. I'm probably not as good about texting and checking in, but so if you really need consistent checking in, check, check in with, with Keila. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. But I if mean, you need a, a prayer or just some encouragement, I, I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah. one day we'll have a, a, a group, our little local super yes. group or mm-hmm. something but but there yes and thanks for thinking of this emily hey i'm just sharing your time with yeah, Feed and, yeah. and new balance we love working with you guys and y'all are doing a great job owning a business with your husband will drive you to drink no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me give you one testimonial of, of when you first opened your business i have to tell you our editor kim bean uh called me one day on her way um home from work and she said Girl, I gotta tell you this story I just had at this amazing store, and this was back when you're on Ronalda Road. And she went on, and she was so excited, and she said, "I can't believe they watched me walk, and they <laughs> they fit me with the most amazing shoes or whatever." And and I had worked with you at mm-hmm, Legs many mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago, it seems like, and and that was like, oh, I know Emily and Keith. Let's, um, you know, anyway. So we got back in touch and reconnected over that because it wasn't my side of town that I went on. And anyway. 
I've heard that story over and over oh. and over again. In fact, I took my mom there last week, and she had to never, uh-huh. 80 years old, and she yeah. had never oh, been wow. fitted for shoes Well, like we're that. still just as anal, watching everybody walk oh. and, and do their foot scans and making sure they're fit right. And, and y'all do a fantastic job. Thank you. It. Y'all do. And I feel like it's not just, like, going to Fleet Feet or New Balance to get shoes. Like, you guys do so many other programs and so many so many outreach programs for the community. Yes, you do. Um, oh, it's God's just opened the door. To I just drove by the Bethesda shelter on the way here, and um, oh, yeah. spend one second on that real quick. Y'all do that every year. The, the, f- the fitting, yes. mission P first. Well, we actually just scheduled one for January for the Bethesda shelter. But um, yeah, we. Um, I don't know if we have a minute, yeah, but yeah, but ahead. mission feet first. We started it in 2010, and um, it, so now 10 years later, we are. It's a it exploded into a. a shoe ministry um, where we help homeless and sheltered adults and low-income kids in local schools and so it's been quiet because of COVID but um, we did fit a about 150 people um, over uh, on the other side of 52 which is a whole nother conversation about just raising awareness um, Mm -hmm. about how we need to really bridge the gap Um, but we fit uh, about 150 low-income people um, on June 19th, for Juneteenth, we closed the store and decided we wanted to serve our community. Um, and then uh, we just fit about 100 people, uh, low-income folks, through the Highland Avenue Medical Clinic. Um, but yeah, you know, Mission Feet First was created because there were folks that needed shoes, and we had customer returns that we couldn't resell, or um, test run shoes through New Balance or Brooks or whomever that were like, here's the latest shoe. They'd take them to a bunch of fun runs, and then they had 40 pairs of shoes that were basically samples. So we started using all those, and now we have a large trailer that's retrofitted to house all these different shoes. And then I started raising money so I could buy kids size shoes so we mm-hmm. could serve kids in um, title one schools. And so, yeah, um, you know, the past two years we would, we did huge shoe fittings right before uh, the start of school called the big fit. We would fit 1200 kids in a single day. Wow. Um, after two years of that, I decided I had had my fill of 1200 kids in a day. So, <laughs> Ooh, but, yeah. but I love one day, I hope that my career can be focused on serving the homeless community. Um, I'm able to serve the homeless community with shoes right now, but you know, one day post selling shoes for a living, I'm hoping that that's something I can just do because I love it. But yeah, we're going to be fitting the Bethesda shelter in January. Um, but foot and delta, dental care are the two biggest medical issues facing the homeless community oh. because they don't have access to the resources. And there are a lot of people in our local community that live in tent cities. And when it gets starts getting cold and their feet get wet and they don't have a dry pair of socks to change into, it just exacerbates any infection and other mm-hmm. problems. And so um, they end up throwing their socks out because they don't have, and they don't have access to a clean pair. Mm-hmm. Um, so we partner with a number of different local ministries. Um, we just partnered with City with Dwellings. We were able to raise $4,500 for, um, to serve the homeless and their foot care needs. Wow. Um, that wow. was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, you know, homeless is a real thing. And just because they're quiet hiding in tents in, in, on sections of the highway where we can't see them. There are a lot of homeless. Yeah. Right outside the door, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it's just, you're not looking <laughs> if you're yes. not seeing homeless yeah, that's right. and they're everywhere. And so if we can just do our part in providing shoes, it's the least we could do, but oh, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Well, you two ladies are inspirational and passionate and thanks i just i love you both and i'm so glad that y'all were able to come thank you share your heart on the podcast today thank you thank you for having us yeah and as always you can find forsyth mags on instagram facebook you can find new balance and fleet feet on instagram and facebook and that is a wrap i hope y'all have a great day
The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.